Good morning, afternoon, evening. Listeners of our Crossing the Line podcast, whenever you listen to this, I know some of you listen in the morning. I don't know when the rest of you listen. Maybe you're on the road or who knows? Who knows? But welcome. Good morning. It is for me morning as I sit and record this. I had a moment where I thought, oh, you know, what am I going to say? Why do I even need to jump on here? And then it hit me, folks, that uh, in just a short period of time, one week, we are at the end of quarter three of 2023. And you know, in our conversations that Noah and I have often, I talk about preparation. I talk about reflection. And I looked back, and in March, at the end of quarter one, I said, oh, time is flying. It's going so fast. Can you believe it's the end of March? The end of quarter two, I did a little, oh, okay, random musings. Here we go. And now I'm in a panic mode. I'm at this sense of urgency now which is self-induced because the end of the year is a blink away. Christmas is three months away. Go to a store and you know that they've already put things out. And how in the world is that possible? Always I want to think about you who are listening. How does what I say have impact? Does it? Does it matter? And to me, it does, because without impact, I don't want to do it. It doesn't, it's just me talking. It's just 20 minutes to 30 minutes of your life that you, as we often say in meetings we've been in, we cannot get that back. We're in the home stretch of 2023. I say to you, do you have a sense of urgency that you, or a sense of, well, Is it a sense of, oh my gosh, I still want to accomplish things? Or is it, ah, never mind, it's fine, I'll just start over in January? What if you're a business? What if you're a family? What if you're a single person? How do you look at the quarter behind you and the quarter in front of you? So that's what I want to share a little bit. I will tell you that uh, I have been accused of, well, no, I've been accused of packing a lot into a short period of time. And I will say I am guilty of that. I, if I, I was, I was with a group of CEO students yesterday and I was talking about assessments with them. And one of them is strength finders. And I've taken the Clifton strength finders. And one of mine is a maximizer, which makes sense that I maximize every minute. And I used to apologize for that. I don't apologize for that anymore. I embrace that because I do enjoy that, packing a lot into a short period of time. I'm going to reflect on my quarter three. I am typically a homebody by nature. And in the job that I do in my business as a speaker and a coach and I travel, and I traveled more, I think, in the last three months than I have in my whole life collectively. I was in Colorado. I was in Madison, Wisconsin. I was in Omaha, Nebraska. I was in Lexington, Kentucky. I was in Macedonia, and not Macedonia, Illinois. Macedonia in the country of Europe, which 
I should not tell you where that is, so you will go get out your atlas. Now, you know Noah is laughing about that because he's thinking, Cheryl, nobody even knows what an atlas is, or if they do, they, they don't have one anymore. Or, okay, Google it, but it is the country north of Greece. So I was in Macedonia, then I was in Greece for a day, and then I was in Germany, in northern Germany, and I've been in multiple places in Illinois. I literally have traveled thousands of miles. And you guys, what I have experienced is this, the beauty of people. I mean cultures that I never experienced, people who don't speak the language I speak, traveling in an airport, on a plane, in a car, I, <laughs> trains, planes, and automobiles kind of thing. But I say that to you because when I was talking to these CEO students yesterday, Again, we were talking about assessments, and I believe strongly that these assessments can help us. We make the mistake, organizations make the mistake, people, schools, anyone who gives these assessments, you know, if it's the DISC, if it's the Enneagram, if it's the Clifton Strength Finders, it's the Working Genius. We make the mistake of giving it without any follow-up. Here's the assessment, take it, and then we don't do anything with it. It was like when I was teaching and we gave these tests in the spring and we got the results back maybe in the fall, and, but kids didn't know. <laughs> my youngest son, I'm going to tell on him, my youngest son, he was in uh, his freshman year yeah, his freshman year, we get the results in the mail for this spring test he took in, in Illinois. It was the ISAT, the IGAP, the PARC. I'm not even sure which one. But he had taken it in the spring of his eighth grade year. And in the fall, I got the results in the mail. And I don't, I don't really care about them. But I, I opened them and I looked at it. And his uh, you know, scores were fine. Except one of them was like a 10. It was rock bottom. And... I took it to him and I said, hey, I said, you know, this doesn't, okay, I'm, it doesn't define you. I just, but okay, I'm curious because what, this number is very low. I said, Ben, that does not seem like you, typical. And he starts smiling and he has this glint in his eye and I'm thinking, okay. I said, Ben, what did you do? He said, well, mom. He said, we took this, he goes back in March or something, and he goes, so I'm, I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking, I'm in eighth grade. I've taken this, these tests every year for whatever, seven years. He said, and I've never seen the results. So I don't know, what does it mean? Why does it matter? We take these, but there's no follow-up. I said, okay, well, what did you do? He said, well, there's this one, it was a writing one, and it was an essay, and he said, so I decided to write a letter to the proctor. I said, okay. He said, yeah. He said, I said, dear proctor, 
why would you grade these? Man, this, he said, I know I'm not going to score very high, but I thought I'd make you smile today. So I'm wondering, what's it like to grade these? And he told me all about what the letter that he wrote, and he, and sincerely, Ben Mitchell. (laughs) And I was telling my teacher friends about this later, and some of them were mortified. I mean, almost to the point of anger. That reflects on us, and that score looks bad and whatever. And other people are like, well, that's pretty cool. And all I could think was, the people who were upset are the people who missed who he was. He needed immediate feedback. He needed some reflection on, okay, how does this, excuse me, this test matter? Why does it matter, and what are you going to do with the results to help me as a student? And the people who laughed are like, well, yeah, it's kind of accurate. And so I say that because without reflection of these assessments or without looking back to see what they mean, they fall flat. Which is exactly what happens in our life. That's why at the end of every year, I take a personal retreat and I go away for a couple of days and I reflect on the year and say, okay, what was the good, the bad, the ugly? What would I do again? What would I start? What would I stop? What do I want to continue? What do I you know, want as my targets for the next year? Do I want more experiences where I travel abroad? Okay, and if I do, how do I make that happen? Or do I never want to get into an airplane and sit there for 11 and a half hours? <laughs> So quarter three, I encourage you in the next week before September 30th, next Saturday, sit with yourself for an hour. Did you do this summer from July, August, and September what you wanted to do with the people you wanted to be with, with your business? Did you... Did you laugh? Did you remember? Did you solidify some of those experiences? I have had the coolest quarter three, and I am in the biggest transition that I've been in in probably 24 years. I I don't, I sold my home. I'm waiting for my new home to be built. I'm living in transition. I'm traveling a lot. I don't even know where my stuff is. And yet, well, let me back up and say, had I not taken a moment to think about that, it is the end of the quarter three and the daily grind has kind of gotten to me at moments. Even though I travel a lot, routine and rhythm are super important to me because it, like, there are some things my brain is not remembering because I'm not in the regular places where my brain rem- goes to remember things. And so without stopping and reflecting and thinking about the past three months, I really would have just skipped right over the joy. I would have just skipped right over it. And I would not have put it in there to say, okay, 
how freaking cool has my quarter been? I mean, my son got married, went to a big reception in a foreign country, spent two weeks with my mom, the most I've ever spent in a row, and we liked each other. At the, we had a blast. Like, we had such a great time. And, and, you know, probably a chance of a lifetime. My business is, it, it, there has taken me, let me talk about that for a second. My business as a speaker has taken me to places to meet people that I would never meet. I was at an, inter- an annual international meeting of the Agricultural and Biological Association, A-S-A-B-E, okay, let me get this right, the American Society of Agricultural and Biological Engineers. There were like 1,500 engineers, and I don't speak engineer language. I met the most wonderful people. This professor from Florida had been to 84 countries, and he was just learned so much from him. I spent time in Madison, Wisconsin with the Hereford Association, and I spoke to kids who were six years old to 20. And then I hear these conversations about young people, and I think, oh, but you should actually spend time with them. I was at the CEO program, and the questions they asked stumped me, really got me to think. I spent this week three, three and a half hours at the Perina Research Farm in Gray's Summit, Missouri. Folks, this research farm and the work that they are doing with the beef industry and the swine and the equine and goats and sheep and beef was incredible. I think about people who don't understand ag or don't know, not, not understand, but you just don't know because you don't have those experiences. The research and the work and the care that goes into animals and their feed to make sure that we have top quality food blew me out of the water. I didn't know what to expect. I'd been having conversations with Kevin. Shout out to Kevin Kapelski there. I've been having conversations. I met him um, year and a half or two years ago, and I never expected it. It, the work they're doing is outstanding and meticulous and careful and researched based every minute of the day. It is a top notch facility. So I got to do that, <laughs> and I. I hear people say, oh, I'm just, I'm just a teacher. I'm just a mom. I'm just a, I'm just a, I'm just. And that word really kind of has a 
connotation to it that can minimize or diminish what we do. Because you're not just a mom. You're not just a... And and then I just think about... I just... I think about what I say to myself and I, I'm just Cheryl. I'm just... Just a dairy farmer's daughter from a small town in Illinois. And I get these cool experiences that I get to choose or I get invited to. I get to decide, though, how I make that. What is my, and I said this to these young people yesterday, what's your approach? Do you go in curious or do you go in defensive? Do you look at these as opportunities or, oh, I got to go do this. Even in a situation you don't want to be. I was at some place last weekend for hours on end and it's not my forte. I enjoyed it because I was curious and collected. I Maybe I should keep a collection in some way. You know, some people collect salt and pepper shakers or like figurines or I think I collect experiences. I don't know how, if anybody has a suggestion on how I do that, do I put pictures on my wall or do I write it on a piece of paper and put it in a bucket? I don't know. (laughs) So the question is, where am I going with all of this as I'm talking to you or putting my thoughts out there? I know that life is difficult and busy and all of the words that we use to excuse away the time, the day. And I listen to a lot of podcasts. I encourage you to listen to Simon Sinek's podcast on happierness I may put that in the show notes. I there are I, I listen to and I listen to them because it feeds my brain differently and it gets me thinking. It also helps me identify that we are in a major crisis in this nation. I I found this very interesting when we were in Europe. I did not see some of the stress And I wasn't there as a tourist because we stayed with family. We stayed with people we knew. We were part of their culture. and We learned about their lives. And there is way more stress, anxiety, and concern of isolation in this nation. And I hear it. I feel it. I listen to people talk about it. And... I want to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. And I think that's my intention in this episode. We are moving and going so fast. Oh, I'm going to give you an analogy. So when I was at the Purina Research Farm and we were talking about, we were in the equine center and one of the um, things they do research on are horses and they put them on this treadmill and they hook up uh, a um, 
well, it looks like a big old vacuum hose to their nose. And what they're doing is they're testing their heart and how they perform. And they, the, the key in the research is to run that horse to fatigue, not exhaustion. Because running it to exhaustion gets you nowhere because the tests are not, their exhaustion is different than fatigue. And they want to see how this horse performs. Folks, we've run ourselves to exhaustion. We've run ourselves to exhaustion because we think we have to do bigger, better, more. Bigger, better, more. I have to be, I don't need three of them. I need 10 of them. That was the other thing in Europe the simplicity, the family that we stayed with in Germany, they don't have clutter in their house. They don't have stuff. They had beautiful pieces of art or, you know, a few things. They didn't have furniture that busted out every room. So we're exhausted in this nation because, oh, I I only got four hours of sleep. You know, like that's a badge of honor. Do you know how detrimental that is? It's terrible. My son's a fireman, firefighter, and there are books written about and and the research of sleep and the detriment to that in, in a first responder because you don't get regular sleep. You're killing yourself. And so do we need to be faster, bigger, better, go all the places? No, because at the end of the day, I've said this a lot, it's about relationships. It's about relationships with yourself, with your family, with your friends, with your kids, with your husband, with your wife. People are starving for that. So my whole point, spend an hour Commit an hour to reflect on quarter three of this year since July 1, July, August, and September. What have you done? What has been joyful? What are the moments that make you laugh? What are the moments that make you laugh hard, like just catch you off guard? We were in, I was with my mom. We were in Macedonia. We were getting packed up to leave to the next location and we're hot, we're tired, we're ready to, you know, go. And she's packing her suitcase and she says, I wonder who invented the zipper. And I looked at her and I, I couldn't even respond because it was one of those immediately laughs that you can't control. Like you're in the library and you shouldn't be talking in the first place and you get caught. And I'm like, Okay, that matters in this moment. For what reason? And she said, I don't know. There's just so many zippers in this, I can't find the things. Now, that seems so silly. But had I not stopped to reflect on it, I would have gone, oh, my mom's being, you know, she's old and she's whatever. No. So what do you reflect on quarter three? Because now I'm asking you, to take another hour, I know, two hours. Do you have two hours? Actually, you do. Actually, you do. 
find it, make it, choose it, and not at midnight. But what does the fourth quarter of 2023 look like? Where are you already committed? What are you already feeling? Are you already starting to get anxious because there are ball games and shopping and wrapping and birthdays and, oh my gosh, I got to get it all done. And here comes December and then you, we can do it differently. We can do it differently. And that's the impact I want to leave with you today. How do you want to do it differently going forward? We're only here for a short time. We are already exhausted. All the things are negative. All the things are frustrating. All the things are a pain. But are they really? Or is it because we are coming from a place of exhaustion? One of the CEO students asked me yesterday in looking back, would I, is there experience that, I'm not even sure how she worded it, but I was, I didn't have an answer. I I was kind of caught off guard. And she said, you know, of all the experiences you've had, and is there anything you wish you hadn't done or would change or something like that? And, And I said, well, actually, no. Because I have taken the time and made it a practice and habit in my life, And by the way, if you have not read The Atomic Habits by James Clear, do it. And I said to her, if I hadn't had all of those experiences, I would not be in the spot I'm in today. I would not learn what I needed to learn about myself and work on myself so that I can change my reactions of other people and be less irritated or judgmental or so I, it's forced me to, no, it's not forced me. It gave me the opportunity to do the work on myself. So that's what I'm saying to you. How are you going to reflect and use what you've learned thus far to finish out this year? to bring it over the finish line on December 31st in a way that you're energized and uplifted and positively looking at your life and then contributing to the world in which you live and the people around you? That's my question. That's my question. So Q3, it's over. I now have a sense of urgency only because it's self-proclaimed, self-induced. I'm excited more than ever. My experiences of the last three months and the youth and the young people that I have been around, which have been hundreds and hundreds, individual conversations, one-on-one. I had supper with three young women who are just beautiful young women inside and out. And they, man, they taught me a lot. And so I'm excited. I'm hopeful. I know 
that I want to be part of the solution for companies, for organizations, for these young people to find their way. They just don't know things yet. So what are you going to do? I always ask, you know, I'm a woman of action because it, 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 let's get going. Reflect. So your assignment, your assignment, your homework. First of all, James Clear, the book, Atomic Habits, Simon Sinek's podcast on happierness. I'll put both of those links in the show notes. Take one hour to yourself to reflect at a minimum of the last quarter and another hour to think ahead for the next. It's going to be here in a blink. What are you going to do about it? All right. We are a couple of episodes from the end of season one, and we're going to keep going for season two. Thank you for listening. And I know I do it every time, but when you subscribe, when you, when you share, when you rate and review, it does help. And we want more traction. We want this to get out there because there are millions of podcasts and we'd like to be one of the millions that people are listening to. Thank you. I will be wondering how those two hours are going to go. Have a fabulous last week of quarter three.